During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. <laughs> Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. Halloween from the Boogie Monster. Oh boy. Boogie Monster AM. That's right. Early morning. Boogie. It's it's good day boogie. Good morning, Boogie. Good day boogie. <laughs> yeah. After commercial break, boogie mornings. Kyle Kinane, comedian Kyle Kinane's gonna come in and show us how to make potato salad. <laughs> Those are the worst. It's you know, but it's it's got to be comforting. You can't confront people with aggro shit. That's true. That that early in the morning. Couple of, I want to hear a couple of silly ladies. <laughs> oh, local I news. Never want to. I never want to give credit to social media, but man, so, I mean, the algorithms got me as far as comedy videos go. Mm-hmm. And there was one of like. It's the newscaster doing a report on a woman who got struck by lightning. And you know how it's miraculous that she was in a coma and she came out of the coma. And they go to a video clip of the woman after she's out of the coma. But the video clip is sticking. So she just sounds like Max Headroom. Oh, no. (laughs) And then the the newscaster, like, I, I am incredibly weak when it comes to people that should not be laughing, cracking up. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon aside, newscasters anytime when they're like, ah, fuck it, this is funny, and mm-hmm. they just can't help it. Ah, oh, man, it gets me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a simple man. Yeah, I like that stuff too. You know, what's going on, buddy? Dude, I'm uh, looking out the 11th floor window of a beautiful hotel in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh yeah, buddy! You're getting uh, eating all the mud bugs you can get your uh, get your little face on, dude. It's been it's just been absolute chaos. It's been crazy. Huh? Let's <laughs> let's let's recap, Dave. You recorded you recorded you taped your first ever comedy special. Yeah, a week man. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Last Thursday uh, in Atlanta at the Earl, I've been blabbering about this for months, and mm-hmm. you know. We both kind of are cut from the same cloth of like, you know, if you do well, it's like, yeah, A, that's that's what I do, or that's what I'm supposed to do, and B, if, you know, if I crushed, I let other people say I crushed, you know? Yeah. I, I always hate that, like when comics get off still, oh man, I fucking crushed, eh, you, you did okay. Um, yeah. It uh, yeah. honestly could not have gone better. It It went better than I even anticipated, like just, it was just... Great. I had a ton of fun. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, everything was great. The crowd was great. Um, I felt great. I was in a 
good spirits and uh, you know i haven't seen the finished product but uh, i anticipate it's gonna be what i wanted you know set out to do what i i did what i set out to do so i'm very very pleased nice yeah congratulations thanks man it was a lot of fun and uh yeah it was just a just a great night uh and we've talked about this i even uh, i like to i like to try to control every component of the show like to make sure that even the smallest details mm-hmm. um so I, even the pre-show music i made this whole playlist and even had uh, you know i don't want to bore you with some of my stupid uh shit that i like doing but uh, you're not boring yeah. me you're boring all of the listeners <laughs> but i had a fun fun playlist <laughs> that was dj'd by uh, uncle cecil so he was there. Yeah. They, uh, he, he works for a radio station, WTRD, Weeturd, 105.7. They were broadcasting live oh. from the Earl. So uh, that was fun. Katie was there to hand out Little Debbie snacks. I don't know where I got this idea. Just a, a week or two before, I was like, I, I think I was thinking about years ago when I used to do background, not even background, just audience work for terrible game shows in L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, friends do that. Too. Yeah, I used to do that a lot, and it was grueling. But about every 20 minutes, uh, they'd stop and hand out little candy bars to keep our blood sugar up, to keep us hy- yeah. hyper and laughing. So I thought, why not have, right before the show, why not have Katie go around and hand out little Debbie treats? So she did that, and that, and people seemed to I enjoy like that. that. Yeah, right. just really try to just create, like, a fun, silly atmosphere. And, uh yeah. Everything clicked and just had a fun set, did all the material I wanted to do. I, I was doing, I think I did like 70 or 75 minutes, which is uh, much longer than I typically do. But uh, I wanna, I'm going to cut that down to about 60. But uh, was like physically getting tired by the end. Like, oh, I'm not used to, you know, usually I'll do <laughs> a headlining set. I'll do about 50 is what I usually do. But I did an extra 20, 25 and uh, – Started to lose my voice a little bit at the very end, but uh, all in all, it didn't was... have that cardio. Didn't have that comedy cardio yeah, in place. Yeah, I guess I, you know. And I was running on this run. I was doing probably sixty-five, seventy, but I, I threw in a couple extra things just to just to see what uh, you know. Give myself some options as far as cutting it down to sixty to see which bits I'm going to cut. But uh, but a smart yeah, move. yeah, just an absolute just fun atmosphere. The crowd was great. Uh, had several people, I, you know, I talked about a few weeks ago, anybody traveling over 100 miles to come see the show, let me know, and I'll put you on the guest list. Had 22 people take me up on that. Uh, well, put it, all right, yeah. I, gave, I gave everybody a plus one. So I had 11, 11 listeners or 11 whomever uh, who apparently traveled more than 100 miles. So that was flattering. But, uh, yeah, just, just, well, a, just a hoot, man. And it's great to be I'm back. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, man. So we'll see. And, uh yeah, I don't know what the timeline is as far as uh, this getting you know out into the zeitgeist, but hopefully within uh, a few months uh, this thing will be up and running. So we'll see. Hell yeah, dude! But yeah, overall a great well, run. You know, did uh, I don't know ten or eleven cities in about two weeks. And, I was gonna uh, say you prepped for it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I went pretty hard. Uh, just trying to do shows pretty much every night for a few weeks leading up to it, and uh, all the shows were fun. And, uh, yeah, just the culmination of, like, the end of the tour, ending in Atlanta with the special, and then I stayed uh, an extra four days in Atlanta after that, and, uh, man, just absolute chaos, because I was <laughs> I was doing pretty good on my diet and everything leading up to it, even though in Nashville I had a little bit of fun, 
But, uh, man, it was like, all right, the thing that I was prepping for is over with. Crack my knuckles. Let's fucking get it on. And uh, Yeah, man. Ate my way through Atlanta. Cut loose. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, would you get get all your faves? Oh, hit all the hot spots, man. Homegrown, Fox Brothers. Get yourself a comfy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got the comfy. Uh, Yeah, man, just, just. Just a good time, dude. Just I love being back in Atlanta, seeing some old friends, and had a great little Airbnb that was literally two blocks from the uh, club. So just uh, right there in East Atlanta Village. I love that neighborhood. But uh, yeah, just a uh, great tour, fun special, uh, you know, fun week after that. Now we're kind of slowly making our way home, and we decided to stop in New Orleans for a couple nights. So now I'm just uh, wreaking havoc on New Orleans as far as... Uh, <clears throat> All the all the good eats. Yeah, in case there's any butter left in the uh, entire southeast region, <laughs> in the Gulf Coast region of the United States, you're going to make sure not for long. No, no, not at all, man. Oh, yesterday went to Koshan. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. Yeah, I saw those pictures. What kind of weirdo stuff? Oh, man, you had some hogshead cheese, had some boudin balls, uh, what, fried catfish. So, and, and hogshead cheese is just like the... It's uh, yeah. It's, what would they, what would they call that? A collage of undesirables, yeah, coagulated in a jelly. Yeah, yeah. I think they uh, they scrape all the meat and whatnot from the from the head. Get you a some mosaic of unwanted bits. <laughs> Boy, I don't know what they do to it, but they they uh, they make lemonade out of lemons. Man, that was good stuff. Get to, uh, had a little homemade sweet pickles, some crackers. Put that on there. Mm. Boudin balls, fried catfish, had uh, this thing they called uh, Louisiana Cochon. It's basically uh, pork shoulder, but their technique, like it was so elaborate that I even lost the guy who was describing it to me. But they just, basically it's pulled pork, but they they braise it in a cast iron skillet. And then uh, then they kind of mold it back together in kind of a loose patty and then sear that again and serve it on a mm, bed of collard loose, greens. Loose patty. Yeah, loose patty, a pulled pork meat. Oh, boy. It was uh, fantastic. A college named Loose Patty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I bet you did. Um, yeah, and then this afternoon we're going to go uh, eat this good seafood. I. Katie was like, "Ah, can we eat something other than pork?" <laughs> she's, yeah, she's I got to side. I, I got to side with Katie on this one. There's only so much of even the thing you like where you're like, "I gotta stop. I gotta put clean food in the system." Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm gonna party for about another day, and then uh, on the way home, we'll be hitting uh, some Whole Foods and Panera to kind of balance out the damage that i've done but yeah she's been a trooper i mean <laughs> yeah i could see once you hit new mexico and arizona but you're gonna make it through texas without one last <sighs> stab at some barbecue yeah i mean we'll see we'll see probably not i'll probably have to get a little more but, uh, <laughs> even uh <laughs> we shot this little thing sunday morning uh at fox brothers just uh just just a little closing credit scene i i won't spoil it's nothing Elaborate, just uh, yeah. just this little thing to play over the closing credits, and uh, they fed me for the props like we needed, you know, a shot of me eating. Oh yeah, but we had to do it at eight thirty in the morning. So even at eight thirty Sunday morning, I'm still just shoveling it in uh, brisket and potato salad and beans. And she was like, "How are you doing this?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm, I'm a great actor, you know." Yeah, like, whatever. I, mean, the, I gotta whatever the part calls for. I, 
I got a blood pressure machine if you want me to send that to you. Just, just uh, you, know, so, you know, like a little home monitoring of like, all right, let me look at my numbers. Yeah. I don't just keep know. an eye on your numbers, buddy. Yeah, I probably should. But, uh, I, uh, oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I had the opposite. I I drank it on TGI Fridays every night last weekend. There you go. There you go. Me and me and old Rojo Perez. Yeah. In in what? After uh, the shows. Addison? In a- Addison, Texas. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on after showtime. Friday night, they had a DJ mm-hmm. at the TGI Fridays. Okay, there you go. That's something. Spinning. Like easy, easy throwing hard R's. Really? At TGI Fridays? <laughs> throwing hard R's <laughs> and some NWA tracks, and I'm just getting onion rings. Like, wow, all right. Oh, that's funny, dude. That is so. <laughs> bop, bop it along to it. And then went there the next night at like midnight. Lots of kids. Mm. It's some wild, uh, some wild choices going on. Yeah. Well, right on, man. Shows uh, were good. Yeah, shows were, you know, went went and did the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just out doing the thing. You got the big trip. You're out there slowly raising cholesterol levels across the southern United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, speaking of which, um, got a new, speaking ran across a new number one in my uh, culinary power rankings. Got a new champion. Number one of what? Number one, uh, seriously, best ribs I have ever had. Best pork spare ribs. Yeah. And and I had them two days in a row in two different cities, but from the same restaurant. I'll explain. Uh, Rodney Scott's. I don't know if I've talked about Rodney Scott's. Rodney Scott's, he's kind of blowing up. He's this this cool black. I've heard the name. He's a black dude that's popping up on a lot of the... TV shows, the barbecue shows and stuff. And uh, the original Rodney Scott's is in uh, Hemingway, South Carolina. And I've talked about this, and I'll be honest. He's known yeah. he's known for whole hog barbecue. And I, years ago, uh, myself and James Austin Johnson, it was that tour that we were doing together with, where I got the van totaled. Mm-hmm. But uh, a few days later, we're in our uh, rental replacement van. So uh, I think we had a show in Charleston. So we go about two hours I off. I bet you kept touring after that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Didn't miss a date. <clears throat> Getting in a head-on wreck is a fine reason to be like, you know what? I'm going to dip. Yeah. No, I did, you know, finished the whole the whole run. Anyway, went two hours off the beaten path to go to Rodney Scott's in Hemingway, South Carolina to get some whole hog barbecue and was very underwhelmed. It just... Okay. I, and I don't know if it's him per se as much as it is just that Carolina-style pulled pork. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, a lot of times it's dry. Uh, a lot of times it's not the smokiness isn't there. I'm not crazy about that vinegary barbecue sauce. So it, it was just a little mm-hmm. underwhelming. But he has since uh, franchised out a little bit. He's actually, I think he's under the umbrella. Uh, our buddy Wes Van Horn used to work for a, uh, a restaurant group. And... Uh, they're this under this group. They have Big Bad Breakfast, which I'm always raving about. Yeah. Uh, they've got Jim sure and are. Jim and Nick's Barbecue, based out of Birmingham. They got this thing called a place called Little Donkey. This kind of Southern take on Mexican food. Um, but I think Rodney Scott's is now part of that group. So they've got I think the second one or the first franchise one he did I think was in Birmingham. Like I said, his original place was in South Carolina. So uh, and then he mm. also has one in Atlanta. So Wednesday, the day before the special, I was in Birmingham, and Wes and I hooked up and went to uh, Rodney Scott's, and these pork spare ribs blew my mind. 
blew my mind. Okay. Just Listening. so, yeah. so big and meaty, so smoky, just just perfect. A lot of times you get ribs, and they might overcook them, and it kind of shrinks them down. Um, a lot of times they undercook them, and they're, they're big and meaty, but they're real tough. These were so big and meaty, so tender, so smoky, just Mm, just nailed it. Uh, so the next day, I'm in Atlanta. Well, yeah, I was in Atlanta for five days, but uh, I think maybe Friday, the day after the special, I was like, well, let's see if this was just a fluke. Because, like I said, they got a Rodney Scott's in Atlanta now. Sure. Took uh, <laughs> took her. I like you. I like you trying. Like, oh, I should eat these ribs again. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure if it was a fluke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I took like the college dude, like, I, just to make sure I'm not gay, I better blow this guy again. <laughs> so I like, took just to be certain. I don't want to live with curiosity my whole life, you know. Uh, so I took uh, our buddies uh, Gilbert and Andy Sanford, Gilbert Lau and Andy Sanford, and I went over to uh, yeah, the Atlanta clip. Rodney Scotts. And, uh, dude, no fluke. No fluke. Just, just perfect. Perfection. All Best. Right. Literally the best ribs I've ever had. So congrats to Rodney Scott. Uh, they got one in Birmingham. They got one in Atlanta. I think they got a few more here and there. Uh, I don't even know if that original one in South Carolina had ribs. I think really all they had was just uh, pulled pork and, like, beans and slaw. But uh, they're kind of expanding their menu a little bit. And, uh, oh, dude, it was just – Andy Gilbert and I, we sat outside, and we – the thing to do uh, with barbecue, and uh, ironically, Wes and I did this, the same thing in, in Birmingham, go on off-peak hours. So in both yeah, okay. meals, the, the one in Birmingham with Wes and the one in Atlanta with Andy and Gilbert, both meals, we went about 3 o'clock, and we're just sitting in the back, and it looks like the barbecue mafia having a meeting. You know, we just got basically the whole restaurant to ourselves. We're just back there, this big table, just plates everywhere. It just looks like I, you know, wheeling and that's dealing. a question. Of, yeah, that's a question to bring up about these mob guys always being like slowed down with pasta. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like oh, we we always meet up at this carb heavy. I go right to sleep after a meal like that. Oh There's, yeah, there had to be some strategy of like we hit them. Right when the tiramisu comes out, <laughs> you know that's when they're that's when they're the fullest. They're going to be slow to move. Their guns probably repositioned because they already got their pants undone, so mm-hmm. they don't know where to reach for their piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just yeah, think that that's yeah, that's just some logic to like, that. Seems like a line of thinking. Yeah, well, we would have uh, definitely been whacked if uh, there was a hit out on us because we were definitely slow moving, getting out of that place. Well, and uh, hit a few other spots on the tour, and I, I don't. I'm not going to name names. I, I do need to, you know, uh, a month well, or two. A month or two ago, I did my barbecue power rankings, and you sure did. nobody on the actual list. Yeah, but there was a couple of honorable honorable mentions that uh, if I had uh-huh. to do if I had to do it over again, it, it probably would fall off that list. Uh, and I'm not going to name names, but I went to two different places that I had mentioned, mm-hmm. and just completely underwhelmed like oh wow i and you know i put my name on this stuff kyle you know i want my word yeah i want my word people are going out on behalf dave sent me i want my word to mean something and uh yeah one one in atlanta one in memphis uh just not not making the next list i was very underwhelmed 
So he can probably something tells me there's ne- this list is never going to be set in stone. Yeah, probably something not. Tells me <clears throat> it's fluid. As long as you got as long as you got teeth in your head, these reviews will be uh, fluctuating. <laughs> and I got one other food related complaint, and I'll shut up and we'll move on. Uh, All right. Let's yeah. see. Monday was our last day in Atlanta. So we decided to take a little day trip up to my old neck of the woods, up in North Georgia, up in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, up in um, Waleska and mm-hmm. Jasper, went up to Ellijay. Uh My family used to love to just, when I was little, you know, we didn't have money to go do fun stuff. So it was just like, get in the car, we're going to go up to Ellijay and look at apples. And we just, that's big apple <laughs> You country. wouldn't even pick them? Uh, no, we wouldn't pick them. We'd go uh, to these apples. Pickings for rich folks. <laughs> that's we right. just get to lo- watch, we're going to go watch people We just apples. get the ones that are on the ground loose. Um, we can pick them and then let other people have them, and that's just called work. Went up to this apple house in Ellijay where, uh, and I'm not, I don't want to name their name, but uh, I remember one of the, one of the highlights was going up there, and it's just, it's like this big, country store barn type thing it's just everything apples like 10 different varieties of apples and then you got apple pie and apple cider and apple candy and apple shampoo and just anything you could imagine with apples and uh part of the uh fun was uh, they'd make little fried pies little little hand pies and uh oh man i don't know if maybe i was just a kid and didn't know any better but boy it was just hot garbage it was just a big old disappointment. And I think it, and I was describing it, describing it to Katie. I was like, this, this tastes like a recipe from like 1850. And it probably is. Like it just tasted like, okay. like there was way too much dough and very little apple. And then on the outside, like if we were going to sit down and construct a, a, a good hand pie, you know, you got to have the good dough, the good crisp flaky dough, and you got to have the good filling. But what's what to me one of the most important parts of like a little hand pie or snack cake or something? You got to get some sort of sugary glaze going on the outside. That outside's got to be sugary. It was just doughy, just tasteless dough mush, and I was just very disappointed. I don't know if they've <clears throat> fallen off or maybe I just had stupid taste buds when I was a kid. But I was like, this is the thing that we used to drive an hour for and get excited about? Was yeah. this? I can't believe the hill people of Appalachia haven't uh, advanced <laughs> into the 21st century of, of cooking. Yeah. Yeah, it did <laughs> taste like, you know, a recipe that's been around for 200 years. And it, it probably is the case. I don't know. But it's like, man, y'all got to get some, get a little sugary glaze going on that. Listen, I you can still taste the feet that they use to knead the dough, and I appreciate the old timey way of doing things. But take a washcloth to them, you yeah. know. Don't walk to town to get the ingredients, mm-hmm. then come back and just go stomping on the flour and the sugar and what have you. Yeah, there's pine straw in this pie. <clears throat> what is this? Mm, fiber. But if other than that, hold, hold, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh oh. Somebody's. Uh oh. <clears throat> coming in. I gotta. Oh, grab that. Oh my, oh, my God, Dave Stone. Oh, my God. Speaking are of the you, devil. Are you guys recording the Boogie Monster podcast right now? Dude, It's uh, this is our Halloween episode. But, but Dave, uh-huh. let me tell you, I've been listening. Uh-huh. I've been hearing you're going out. Uh-huh. You're recording your own comedy special yeah. for the universe. Uh-huh. For the you're 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 telling people these jokes good enough. We're putting them on videotape mm-hmm. or whatever technology would be prevalent. So proud of you, Dave. Dave Thank I'm you, so Mothman. 
I, how'd you even hear I, about it? I got. I'm up there, man. I'm up there with the signals. You okay. Know? I'm up there. I'm up there flying around where the internet gets uh, uh, broadcast. Gotcha. Okay. I intercept. You know, on account of being a mat and uh, you know, the, being a, you know, I, I can't see too well, but I'm attracted to light mm-hmm. and uh, frequencies. Okay. And so I pick up uh, <laughs> good vibes, baby. <laughs> you know. But seriously, though, I can't stay long. I wanted to drop by say congratulations on a wonderful comedy special. I was flown around there down in uh, down too many bugs to compete with down in uh, Georgia. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You got you got other stuffs going on. Mm-hmm. Heard a heard a new term for wasps. Somebody called them sweat bees. Sweat bees. Okay, that's one. Those guys scare me. I don't mess around with those guys mm-hmm. one nothing too bit. Oh, I thought maybe you that was part of your diet being a moth. Maybe. Not one. No, but no, oh, not me, baby. Speaking hmm. of diets, mm-hmm. Mott Man's only here to remind you that uh, you know, as we got uh, all Hallow's Eve coming up here. Uh huh. As you know, as well as I. I think that St. Mottman's Eve is coming up soon. Yeah. When is that? I'm, I'm Dave. I'm hard-pressed to remember the exact date myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, it's a floating holiday like Thanksgiving, probably. Okay, yeah, maybe. not on the same date, but, per se. Yeah. You know, it's truly the holiday lives in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean with cholesterol, because on account of the holiday, mm-hmm. I just want to remind all the good uh, boys and girls out there, St. Montman's Eve, I want you to leave out your French breads and your hot beefs with a you know optional side of au jus, but uh-huh. I know climate uh, climate beware, it might get cold and, and get a little greasy, uh-huh. and that, I, Montman would skip putting that on the beef. Okay. But... Uh, but the jardinier, gotta have the jardinier. Matter, uh huh. Jardinier doesn't matter if hot or cold. Yeah. The beef, if you wanted to go to the full extent, leave a little crock pot out so it stays Ooh, warm. Okay, I my like man that. Ain't, my ain't gonna be mad at you do that. That's right. Okay. But you get power. You get power thieves out there. You leave an extension cord going mm-hmm. out of the front of your house in certain areas. You got uh, people charging up. Who knows what? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want some mobile meth lab sucking off your juice no. there. I don't want that. Hey, if you're hey, if you're out there, I, if, I listen. I know I'm flying around DuPage County, Lake County. I go, I go out to. I see people in Lake Oswego. They're power thefts. People plugging in mm-hmm. old Android phones to a, a cord left outside. Those yeah. things suck up more power than a Tesla car. Yeah, yeah, probably. I would, I would imagine. Uh, sponsored by sponsored by Apple products. Mothman, I, I was looking online recently, you know, getting ready for Halloween and uh, thinking about yeah. buying a costume or something. And I actually, oh, you got it. I stumbled across a couple of Mothman costumes. Did you? Were you aware okay. of this? Is this? Is this um, like so, official uh, you merch? Know, some I have. I have some trademark. There's a little kickback involved. Uh, let me ask you this, Dave: uh-huh. Is it a? Uh, is it a uh, sexy Mothman? I mean. As far as Mothman go, the, these were pretty hot, you know? I mean, not to say that I'm not already, mm-hmm. like, quite a catch, you know? I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to say that. But uh, maybe there's a, there's a little bit, there's a more lascivious one that I did not authorize, mm-hmm. and that one's got the, uh, it's got the little butt cheeks cut out of it. <laughs> and, uh, but if that's, but if that's, Dave, if that's the kind of party you're trying to go to, uh-huh. 
And I, who, you, listen, my man's not here to stand in a way you having a good time. No. I would like to see my uh, fractions of a cent mm-hmm. uh, kickback on the costume. But if that, if it's because of that, then they lose the license. You could also buy the one that I do get paid for, the one uh, licensed through Spirit Halloween. Cut the butt cheeks out yourself. <laughs> therefore, make the costume as a. Uh, uh, you uh, as uh, grandiose or as demure as you choose. That's true, and yeah, uh, tailored to your own specific uh, buttocks. Yeah, I maybe like you that. got a whole piece of meat you want to be hanging out back there, mm-hmm. or just a little peekaboos. Mm-hmm. Just a little <laughs> how you doings. <laughs> you walk by, is that, and you say, "Yeah, buddy, it is." There you go. That's fantastic. Like a mat to a flame. Yeah, I like. These, I see what you did there. These cheeks to a good time. <laughs> But all right, I got that's all. I just want to. I just want to remind all the good uh, uh, Boogie Monster listeners that uh, just to put the French bread outs on your doorsteps. Uh-huh. Even you know what? Even if you live in an apartment, yeah, put it out in the hallway. Uh huh. Yeah, and maybe throw a little uh, aluminum foil or something for you to kind of you know get it to go. Take it with you. Something, yeah, I'd prefer a reusable Tupperware container oh, that oh. I would just, just to keep it fresh, I'd leave that at your doorstep. Okay, okay. You just... My man doesn't take it to go. My man's going to eat it right there. That's oh, why okay. you might catch me. Uh-huh. That's, uh... You hear somebody, you know, and leave the, uh, like, leave it. I prefer it dipped, but I understand colder temperatures are not uh, conducive to leaving the uh, au jus out for yeah. such an occasion. So yeah. just wet. I go just wet. It's congealed and, yeah. Yeah, so just just wet, just drizzled. But uh, happy Halloween's to you. Uh, one of these days, oh that kid Kyle, he's just such a rascal. I think he's out there shouting at these guys doing uh, construction work on the sidewalk. Yeah, he's easily distracted. Oh, oh, here, yeah, so. he doesn't realize that they're that you guys are doing this uh, mm-hmm. award winning program. That's true. All right, Dave, I just want to say that uh, congratulations on your comedy special. I was over there. I was <laughs> flying over Atlanta. I was flying over uh, the tiniest of five points. Yeah. I was I was over I was up there in in uh, in, in, in in bookends uh-huh. B- Buckhead? uh bucks buck bucks heads uh-huh. yeah bucks, head, buck, yeah. bucks heads uh-huh. the tiny five points all the uh, oh yeah I was into all the other parts of Atlanta mm-hmm. the parts uh, where Cat Williams lives that well, guy just makes me laugh a whole bunch yeah he's funny he's he's, he's a funny fella we we share a similar body type <laughs> me and Cat Williams. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> you know, he's a well. He's a small, energetic man on account uh-huh. of uh, I think glucose levels and uh, various substances. But uh, honestly, if you want to know the full secret, Dave, you put a pair of wings on Cat Williams, you got yourself Chicago Batman right there. I there you go. Much. Yeah, I never made that connection, but uh, yeah, you're you're really connecting the dots for us. I like that. I say the N word <laughs> a lot, a lot less, a lot less. Oh, okay, good, good. I thought you were going to go another direction with that, but. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful with <laughs> you that. You think I say it more? Nobody says it more than Cat Williams. <laughs> I mean, that'd be hard to do. I say it less than Cat Williams. Uh-huh. Am I saying I say it none? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I say it less than Cat Williams. Well, that's a good starting point. So that's something we should all shoot for. So, yeah. So. That's my message. Happy St. <laughs> Montman's Eve. Please try to say the N-word less than Cat Williams, <laughs> especially on account if you're not a black person or perhaps a slight uh, insect human mm-hmm. hybrid because then the genetics are all messed up and just avoid saying any kind of epithets mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. I just young, mo- when I was a young mod boy, mm. I grew up on a lot of hip hop music. <laughs> Who were some of your so favorites? As a, as a mod boy, I was mm-hmm. saying, 
Well, of course, NWA, which mm-hmm. is ne- mm, I almost said it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I almost slipped up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Thank God this guy with the leaf blower is showing up outside mm-hmm. the window. Yeah, just in time for me to. I'm gonna say bye. I'm gonna say bye. I'm gonna let you have a great show, a great Halloween, Dave. Tell Kyle one of these days. I would love to see him. Yeah, French bread. It's it's a shame you guys beef. always miss each other. Jardinier for everybody. Doesn't it make, is a shame, but that makes uh, sense. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Mothman, always a pleasure, buddy. You be safe out there and uh, happy. You betcha. Ha- Don't forget. Happy Halloween, oh, guys. Right. It's like he's blowing the leaves off of my face right now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> with the guy out here. Are there leaves in the room that you record this? It mm. seems as though there might be, given yeah. how close this guy is just standing to the actual window of which I am behind. Well, he's <laughs> thorough, that fella. He really just standing there. What's he, checking his fucking phone? All right. This guy, okay. Oh, my God. The characters are melding. I got to go. Uh, happy Mott Man's Eve. Roast beef, jardinier, and French bread for everybody. Uh, easy, easy, brother. That'll smother your mother. Make your sister think he, he, she loves it. Lo- I fuck up the word. Dave, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, mouth man. Oh, boy. Right right on cue. What, what are the odds here on Halloween? That we would have a visit by our beloved Mothman. Kyle, where's oh, Kyle at? Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, Kyle, wow, this is uh, you missed it oh, again, I, dude. Where I, have you been? I I had to what I had to go out and uh, I had to ask this guy if he could actually blow the leaves closer to the house. Oh, okay. It sounds like he's uh, yeah. I don't, he's I don't know if you picked any of that up. I'm hoping you just paused while I was gone, given this <clears throat> well this sound. Well, no, What's happening out here? Mothman, Mothman dropped in as soon as you went out there and yelled at that dude. You gotta be fucking kidding no, me, man. No, no kidding, dude. He always asks about I'm you. I'm starting to think I, this dude's not even real. I'm starting, I, I'm running out of excuses when he's, you know, when he shows up and he's like, where's Kyle? It's like, I just imagine you open the door. Like, did you, you let him in? I... I had a legitimate excuse uh-huh. to go outside. I had to go talk to this leaf blower guy and okay. make sure he made, was it was everything was on the highest power setting it could be on. <laughs> that is obnoxious. I think uh, I think L.A. Uh, is going to ban those next year. I think I read something that uh, yeah, no no leaf blowers well, in L.A. in twenty twenty three. Yeah, they've been doing that for twenty years. Yeah. I, uh, can I, non-Boogie Monster related, I cut off a white BMW yesterday on mm-hmm. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it was but, a white uh, BMW. No, no, I'll give oh. you the whole story. I didn't know you were in Glendale. I thought you were, okay. <clears throat> I, wait, uh, mm-hmm. uh, turns out those, they sell them everywhere, but okay. dickheads buy them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was like, uh, you know, okay, I'm gonna, I gotta get over to the right lane of the highway. To get on this exit, mm-hmm. there's a semi truck, and then there's a you know an amount of distance in front of the semi truck because it takes semis longer to slow down. Mm-hmm. I am in the lane next to the left of the semi truck. I pull up far into the gap that the semi has has. Mm-hmm. I put on my signal, 
to let the semi know I'm going to go in that lane, but I'm doing it slowly to be like, hey, yeah, I'm coming in to this gap that you have. It's a you know large enough gap. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly doing it, and uh, White Beamer just tries to straight up scoop the whole spot. Ah. Like, come in flying hot as I'm just going over the line. And I just decide, nah, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, and he's right there, and it's like, I just gambled on, you'll break. Good for you, man. And Yeah, a lot of horns and fingers, and I was like, nah, your opinion doesn't matter. I had a, not an incident, but felt, just. Felt good, felt good, and I felt right. I felt correct. My signal was on, so. and I was making the merge yeah. because I was giving a semi-truck safe distance. Yeah. So I was like, nah, you, you sit on it, buddy. It's amazing. I mean, that's that's one thing I really do. Uh, I, I have to work on is my road rage. Like I'll just be in a great mood, having a great day, and then I get that, yeah. and it's like, ah, like you fucking idiots, just idiots. Well, let's, Dave. Mm, I'm alright. This is the Halloween episode. Halloween, buddy. What is spooky that has happened in the world? I got. I watched a real good movie last night. Really? Do and tell. started a, you know, my, my routine with Rachel out of town is just get a little stoned, watch some scary movies. There you go. And I know I was going over that list last time. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Barbarian last night. Now, what's this? Apparently written by one of the whitest kids you know. Oh, okay. That <laughs> it took group. me a second to register that. I was like, who? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who could that be? Who's the whitest Dave, kid? Dave, you know, know you yeah. know an awful lot of white people. I, I know a lot of white um, people. I, I like well, those I don't guys. know which. I like those. Kids. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with all their stuff, but I've always, you know, liked what I've seen, and mm-hmm. you know, who I've met out of them have been nice. But uh, I don't know which one it is. But that's I read that he was a member of that group. Okay, and it's just it's called Barbarian, and it's got layers, man. It is a good, scary movie that. And it's not a comedy at all? Some of it. No. Okay. No, not at all. Interesting. And slightly comedic from the performance of Justin Long. You know who that guy is? Yeah. He's kind of around a lot. And he, he mm-hmm. plays. He always seems like a guy who's like just the nice guy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he plays not that guy in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, We plug his podcast on this show. Do we? Yeah, yeah, they're paying customer. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, thanks for the money, Justin, <laughs> and uh, great job, great job in this movie. Also, uh, Kurt Braunohler makes a little appearance. Really, I love Kurt. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a layered film. Okay, and it got me, gave me the heebies of the GB, the heebiest GBs. Okay. We are still. I'll put that on the list. Yeah, I right can, here. Net. How it annoying like a is dirt this? Bike. Uh, it. I wish it was. I wish I could say I'm, my house is surrounded by marauders. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Full full disclosure. We do have a lawn guy that we hire. So I'm, my rage is not directed. Like he's actually a sweet man. His name's even Angel. Oh, which and is, okay. So you caused this problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it happens on Wednesdays at this time. Okay, and I said yes to I said yes to recording. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't been here. Yeah, you know, I forgot. Okay, and it is 
Dude, I left here on Friday morning for shows in Dallas, mm-hmm. and it was summer. Thursday, I was out as I was sweating, having lunch outside at the food carts. Mm-hmm. I got back Monday, and it is full fall, 45 degrees, raining. All the leaves fell off the trees. Wow. Hence, my man out here working overtime. All right. It seems like there may be a lull in. What kind of blowers he got? He got a steel blower? Is it white and orange? Backpack blower? It is white and orange. Yeah, those are good. He just walked by. All right. Well, I'll let him know. Is the back part round? Sorry, everybody. Is the back part rounded or squared off? I mean, I. I, Okay. He he walked out of frame here. I miss talking about landscaping equipment. I always get excited when I see a trailer. I just. I was trying so desperate to redirect the boogie monster to something scary, but nope. we're back to lawn care and road rage. I got something scary for you. Let's you want to talk some scary shit? Well, let, uh, let me finish. I yes. say I, I'm going to say Barbarian, uh-huh. great movie. It was on. I forget what I streamed it on HBO Max, I believe. It was okay. just in the theaters, and so some I saw somebody tweet that it was on HBO Max. So I, I watched that, and it was great. I tried to watch a different scary thing. Oh, this the, the, the All Hallowed Eve, hmm. which is like the, based on the Frightener series, and it was just meh, didn't no. do much for me. Okay. It was more like look at what the makeup department can do. Yeah, but the stories were whack. Um, story was real good in Barbarian mm-hmm. too. And then I went to bed trying to listen to like it was just called True Scary Stories podcast, but I can't do this shit home alone, man. Oh yeah, it you was get- one of those like I'm just about to fall asleep. And then just there's just a detail about this woman being in a house where she's always feeling like she's being watched. And then our house is the kind where, like, if the heat goes on, it's small enough that, like, it'll move the doors, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if the heat goes on in one room where the door's almost closed, yeah. it'll kind of close that door. Yeah, a little vacuum there. Yeah, and that just, like, jars me awake. I'm like, all right, fuck this, man. Isn't that the most fun, though? It, I mean, you like to stick your toe it's in those It's fun waters. until you're exhausted. Yeah. It's fun until you're like, I really am tired. I made the choice to listen to something scary to also drift off to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I... I I'm to blame. It's rounded in the back. The the, the leaf blower is rounded in the back. Okay, yeah, it's one of the newer models. That's that's a good one. It's okay. a bigger engine, more even noisier than the old ones. Okay. Well, so those were that's my new scary movie recommendation on top of the ones I was saying before. Right on, man. I watched a couple. I rewatched uh, Malignant. We talked about that maybe last okay. Halloween. Uh, the the twist on that still, even though I knew it was coming, like holy shit, yeah. that's what's going on with this person. Wow, rewatchable horror movies is yeah. a good yeah thing to look at. And I also watched that new. I guess it's the latest Halloween. Is it Halloween Ends or something like that? Halloween Ends. Oh yeah, I heard people were not uh, was, jazzed about it. I enjoyed it. You know, I I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not such a horror fan that I've got hard opinions one way or the other. So you know, I'm sure some of the purists that. Really love the originals. Uh, may not have liked mm-hmm. it, but I, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Pretty good. I tried. I tried watching The Watcher on Netflix. I think I saw that one. Well, the the original story. I think we may have talked about it. the original story is very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this <clears throat> family that kind of find their dream home in New Jersey, and uh, 
which that is a sentence right there. <laughs> um, I was hoping you wouldn't. No, there's, there's, there's super. Yeah, there's super fancy parts in New Jersey. And they find his house and they just start getting letters, like letters left in their mailbox mm-hmm. or letters delivered, like anonymous letters, like just detailing how much they know about the family. You know, how about like, oh, who used to live in the house and just somebody almost stalking them, but just with letters. Okay. And they set up cameras. They do all this stuff. They can never catch him. They can never trace where the letters come from to a point where they can find anybody to the point where the family moves. And that actual story, that's where, like, imagine just getting letters like, hey, I see you have two beautiful children. Yeah, but, you know, I would not like that. And, you know, and like, it's just slow psychological torture. Mm hmm. And that, like, and I, I think I listened to some podcasts about it, and it, it was like very intense. And like, the family just took this huge loss on the house to like because they just had to move, mm-hmm. you know. And the TV show they made about it uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks real bad. <laughs> and you know, it it, it, it just. They just cornballed it up, and it was – they made it – it's got all great people in it. And it's funny because I'm, t- I'm talking about it only because I saw Rojo, who was – I just saw him tweet about it. I think I went on Twitter last night. I forgot scared listening to the podcast. I'm like, I got to just look at funny stuff. I got to see jokes. Yeah. It was – he's like, hey, man, how many episodes are people lasting through this? He's like, I'm on episode four, and only because Richard Kind is in it. Oh, yeah. Love him. <laughs> but, he, but he's like – and then Rose like, he owes me for this, which I thought was a funny thing to say about watching a show just because one actor you like is in it. You owe me for this one, Richard. Uh, yeah, it just, I gave up pretty quick. It was just corny. That's the new one that's maybe on that's Netflix. that's what they were trying to do with it. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. There, there's a billboard like right across the street from me with that. Yeah. Maybe it's because I knew the original story or... It just so I thought it was going to be a little bit more psychologically scary, but they just added so many fictional components to it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just what everybody's doing. Like, hey, this concise story that we could probably make a movie out of. Let's beat the shit out of it over ten episodes. Yeah, I felt that way about the new Dahmer series. I mean, obviously it's an interesting story, but that that could have been a movie or at best one of those four part series. You know, they do a lot of those. What do they call limited series where it's only four episodes? They didn't need ten episodes of that. You mean you mean Joe Para eats you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but kept thinking about that. Like, <laughs> we, I mean, we talked about that yeah. before. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh when my god, said that. Joe Para. Guys, want to get some brewskis? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was okay. Tell me if this is, joke is in bad taste. I just kind of started trotting it out, but just about hearing, I realized, like, uh, it, like it was that story. It was a couple weeks ago. Some lady got like escaped from a house in St. Louis where she was held captive. Hmm. And I know we don't go into the serial killer stuff mm-hmm. too much. But this guy he just had like women captive in cages and shit in his house, and she like escaped from his basement. And I've just been making the joke about like serial killers have houses with basements. And, like <laughs> people with real careers can't get away from renting one bedrooms. So yeah, serial killers have enough of a worldly skill. Well, it's a home and office. I, truly, 
yeah, truly bad taste. Mm-hmm. But then, but I was like trying to joke about like, yeah, like serial killers can't rent not for long. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you're not getting. But then Dahmer da- pulled that shit off in an apartment. Yeah, until he didn't. Yeah, that is crazy. He kept complaining, about but then the how smells. like the neighbors were like, yeah, we called you all the time mm-hmm. for this psycho. Yeah. And then finding out the cops that dismissed all of it got promoted. Yeah, way to go. Well done. Good union. Yeah, I guess. Um, Anyway, side side rant. That's okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, there's so many good horror movies I got to cram in this, this week. Well, Full disclosure, we're recording this five days before Halloween, so I've got a few. But it's the Halloween season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Halloween season. Uh, Dude, okay, I told you I was uh, looking out the 11th floor window of a hotel in New Orleans. I didn't tell you which hotel. I'm in the Garden District. You ever spent any time here in the Garden District? Beautiful. Uh, I've been there. I know where it is. It's where, like, uh, St. Charles Avenue, the trolley kind of runs right through this neighborhood. And then... um, Uh, last time I was here with you, back in December of last year, I, yeah. st- I stayed an extra day and just wandered around on foot all day. And I wandered down here to the Garden District and was just mm. awestruck at the beauty. Like some of these old houses, just so beautiful. Um, but I wanted to stay here. And uh, there's not many hotels in this area. A lot of the hotels are in the Arts yeah. and Warehouse District or downtown or the French Quarter. And I usually stay in the Warehouse District or the French Quarter. Uh, but I thought, why not uh, mix it up and check out the Garden District? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when I booked this hotel, I had no idea. But uh, I'm staying at the Train Hotel in the Garden District. Uh, many... Many blogs and articles written about the most haunted hotels in New Orleans. Uh, this comes in number one in many of those lists. I had no idea that it was a haunted hotel, but it's an old place and it's beautiful. And okay. I'm on the 11th floor where in 1929, I guess there were these two sisters, uh, presumably um, of adult age. That I, I couldn't find their age, but I think... One was jealousy of the other, and I think maybe there was a, 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 a dude involved or something, but uh, one sister got revenge on another sister by setting her apartment on fire on the 11th floor at, back in 1929. And uh, I think they said there was at least 25 people that perished in that fire, and uh, they think that they're, all 25 of those people are still around. And uh, right here on the 11th floor, people see, uh, you know, ghostly figures of uh, these two sisters wandering around. And then on the ninth floor, apparently there's a lot of activity around the ice machine because when uh, one of those gals set the place on fire, uh, a husband and wife duo on the ninth floor perished. And uh, apparently a lot of people see weird stuff on the ninth floor, specifically around the ice machine. I always like to be, well, I, I always like to be near <laughs> ice and vending. You know, it's a little easier. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I don't ha- know the last time I got ice in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, I like to do a little cocktail here and there, so I get the ice. And, uh, but yeah, I haven't seen or experienced anything, but, and this is, uh, like I said, I didn't know it was supposed to be haunted when I booked it, and I didn't know that until after we checked in. But as soon as we walked in, and maybe it's just because it's an old hotel and it's New Orleans, and that's in the back of my mind. But like, there's a weird vibe here. It's a weird vibe. Also, uh, 
Apparently, there was this uh, famed pianist back in the uh, 20s and 30s named uh, Tuts Washington. Is it Toots or Tuts? T-U-T-S. I think that's Tuts Washington. Uh, go Tuts. He played in the bar downstairs a lot. The bar's still here, the Bayou Bar, and uh, in the 20s and 30s. He passed away, um, let's see, when did he pass away? In the 60s, I think. No, he passed away in 84. Anyway, uh, a lot of uh, guests and employees have reported hearing uh, piano being played. Uh, way after the bars closed, you know, middle of the night kind of yeah. stuff. And apparently, uh, so they, they think that Tuts Washington's ghost is still here. And then a common thing that uh, multiple people have seen is a man in a tuxedo um, with two women, a woman on each arm. So there's just this trio, these two gals and one dude, uh, people see coming out of one of the rooms and uh, walking down in the hallway that leads to the Bayou Bar. So, a lot of weird stuff going on apparently here at the Pontchartrain Hotel. And uh, I mean, and I'm on the 11th drunk. floor where, where those two sisters uh, or one sister set the whole place ablaze. So, yeah. I mean, boo- booze and flo- folklore will always add up to amplified activity. I that's think. true, but not to say that it's. I mean, that's it's a it's a storied city. If people have not been, I. You know, it's always just if you like spooky stuff, it's great. If mm-hmm. you just like some, you know, wild history uh, of the United States, it, it's it's a good town to visit. I would encourage everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Like, well, we were there in December of mm-hmm. last year, yeah, and we saw old uh, John DiMaggio, right? Yep, on the street. Remember? Yep, and just he, walking uh, by. John DiMaggio, the, the voice of Bender mm-hmm. from uh, Futurama, and we had done some stuff, and it was weird. I didn't recognize him at first. And he was out there looking all old time. He's like, oh, I'm here shooting a thing. I can't really talk about it. And he came out to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was shooting a new interview for a vampire series. Oh, okay. That I got invited to, uh, I'll get some random invites. And my manager's kind of like, you should go. It's good to show your face around. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's We went to the premiere, like a screening of it. It uh-huh. wasn't like the stars were there or anything. But we we went to it when I was down in L.A., Rachel and I. And so we watched it, and they're like, it, I think maybe it was the environment in which we were watching it. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, so it's set in New Orleans. It's, you know, Interview with a Vampire, which I think I did finally watch it not too long ago, which, say what you want, it is kind of an interesting take on, like, yeah, you've been alive for 300 years. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody now in modern day interviewing a vampire, telling about how they became a vampire and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And people are real excited because the vampires are gay and they straight up fucked. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. If you're squeamish about, you know, dude, vampires <laughs> getting some, don't watch it. But I, it was fun because the screening, everybody was like, yeah. Real excited, these vampires, and they also floated. I don't know. I didn't know that was a vampire thing that they float when they fuck. I don't think. I think they took some liberties. That's hard to do. But it, I, I barely can stay in the pocket when I'm uh, just uh, horizontal. Mm-hmm. Stay in the pocket was not the metaphor term. I was it's too <laughs> literal. As soon as I, I said it, I was like that. I don't mean that literal. I mean it as staying in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, still goes literally. I. Uh, but they, but filmed in New Orleans and saw John's character who he played in it and uh, it's like it's a pretty cool representation of New Orleans in the early 1900s I believe is when they were depicting it okay 
Um, is that out so yet? It, it, I think it is. Okay. And it wasn't bad. It had some good spooky element. Again, maybe it's because of like seeing it with other people and people being excited about it, but just framing New Orleans in the early 1900s and knowing that if you go there today, it's still, you could still walk down streets and it has that feeling to it mm-hmm. with all the wrought iron balconies and uh, like the history of it. Haunted or not, the hist like when you walk down around any place that is, you could tell is old, it's like, ooh, all right, a little spooky. That's nice. Yeah, this this whole city just feels spooky. <clears throat> yeah. You just don't get that on the West Coast so much. No, no, not as much. Uh, one more thing, one more story I wanted to talk about before we wrap up here, being Halloween and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with New Orleans, but not far from here, um, in Galveston, Texas. I think last week or the week before, and we've mentioned this several times, but the concept of, like, why aren't there, why aren't newer buildings haunted? Why are all mm-hmm. haunted buildings and haunted houses, you know, older? Um, I don't have her name right now, but a listener sent me a message with an article about uh, there's a Walmart in Galveston, Texas, on Seawall uh, Boulevard. If anybody knows Galveston, it's the one on Seawall Boulevard that apparently is very haunted. A, uh, a new, I guess that's a super Walmart, not one of those 70s low-ceiling pre-super Walmarts. But um, this is haunted, apparently, uh, specifically in the toy section. low prices. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Apparently in the toy department, there's always toys missing. There's toys flying off the shelves. Apparently, um, I guess a lot of Walmarts, uh, the way this article wrote it and said, well, most Walmarts are 24 hours, but not this one. I, I know I've known several. I know a lot of Walmarts that aren't 24 hours. But anyway, apparently they had to stop the 24 hour uh, schedule because late at night, all the electronics would get fucked up. The cash registers and the computers and stuff would get messed up. Really? And the reason that this uh, Walmart is apparently haunted is it sits on the same piece of land where the uh, old St. Mary's Orphanage used to sit. And in uh, okay. the year 1900, a hurricane hit Galveston, and it uh, apparently claimed like 6,000 lives. But more specifically, what? in the St. Mary's Orphanage, uh, there's all these you know poor orphans and these nuns that ran it. Apparently, uh, 90 kids there was 93 kids in this orphanage all but mm. all but 3 died in the hurricane and all 10 of the uh, nuns died so 90 kids and 10 nuns passed away in this hurricane and this is messed up um in an attempt to kind of save everybody, some of the nuns started, uh, they took clothesline, wrapped it around uh, their waist and their wrist, and then wrapped it around apparently all 90 children. They just had, you ever been to like an amusement park and you see like a field trip and there's a bunch of five-year-olds all kind of chained oh, together, yeah. like tethered yeah. together? Well, apparently they tried that technique, and uh, which is not a fun image to think about, like 90 kids all kind of linked together with a string of clothesline. But uh, yeah. apparently the some debris like fell on the clothesline and kind of sunk everybody. So they found 90 kids and 10 nuns all tethered together. 
that had drowned. And apparently uh, that orphanage sits right where this Walmart is. And also uh, on the same plot of land is the Hotel Galvez, and it is supposed to be haunted. Uh, people hearing piano playing late at night, like I mentioned here at the Poncha Train. Uh, sounds of children running and playing at night when there's no children registered in the hotel, things of that nature. But uh, And yeah, this, this Walmart, apparently a lot of people have had experiences, uh, like I said, primarily in the toy aisle. Just uh, whole pallets of toys go missing for days on end and then m- mysteriously reappear. And uh, like I said, toys flying off the shelves, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, what a what a rough tragedy. Yeah. Ninety kids and ten nuns all <clears throat> perished in a hurricane in 1900, right there in Galveston. So yeah, if you're in that area, maybe go check out uh, either Hotel Galvez or the uh, Seawall Boulevard Walmart. And apparently, there's some weird stuff going down. I'm trying to say that's sort of like it's like a big cruise ship port. That's where we went. That heavy metal cruise I did mm-hmm. left out of there. Yeah. Trying to see at which hotel I stayed at if it was felt like an older hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sorry, ten nuns and ninety kids about my low prices crack. Yeah, <laughs> please look out for look out for falling spirits. Uh, okay. I uh, I will give you one more recommendation, mm-hmm. not of a haunted place. How about this one? A book. Look out, the three of you that read. I <laughs> have been... <laughs> That's not... I, I... Every time I read, I'm like, why am I not doing this? Like, why am I not... I have the same thought. Sitting down with a book. This is fun. If I sat and watched TV... I'd be like, that's okay. But if I sit and read a book, I'm like, what? I should be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up, it was an airport purchase. It was uh, of whichever one of these weekends I was on my way out. And I was like, you know what? I haven't gotten down with a book in a while. And I went just like, all right, let me just see. Like, let me get like a, I never do fiction books. I fucked like, up well, no books. I'm going to read a book. Yeah, I haven't been fucking with no books, man. <laughs> <laughs> Readings for kids and nerds. Uh, for poor I, but people. I saw, like, I'm looking at, like, the airport, like, here's all these bestsellers, whatever, and it was, I saw the name uh, John Darnell, or Darnell, I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce it. I'm like, wait, that name, I know that name. It's the singer of the Mountain Goats. You know the band the Mountain Goats? I do know the Mountain Goats, yeah. Yeah. A prolific band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forgot, I heard somewhere that the guy is an author also, and not cool. only is author, it's like this... He's a New York Times best-selling author. I think I was hanging out with my buzzy, my buddy Isaac Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Get his book, Dirtbag Massachusetts. Just a memoir of a guy who's lived a seedy, sordid, sordid life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my pal, and he was. I was hanging out with him. Yeah, I met him in, in Nashville. Well, you know, you met him. Yeah, yeah. he was in. Uh, he was in Nashville. He nice overlapped dude. with us in Nashville. Yeah, so maybe that's why I was like, oh man, I got to. Get back to reading books. Yeah, you got a, a book called. You got a friend who's a New York Times bestseller. That would kind of uh, make you want to <laughs> read a little more. Well, and it's you know like, but you hang out. It's like he's not like I. You always think of somebody that wrote a book. This is me projecting, but like uh-huh. I bet authors think they're better than me. Yeah, that's absolutely what projection is. <laughs> Isaac and I have known each other for over ten years, and just because 
we just get drunk and are fucking idiots together. But then he goes and writes a New York Times bestselling book. But then we're also still drunk and being fucking idiots, making bad jokes at each other. Which is why I love him. But so this book, John Darnell, it's called Devil House, caught me right away. I'm like, all right, a spooky book for Halloween. I, I never read a lot of Stephen King. I never got into this stuff. Let's try and jumpstart that. So I'm reading this book. I'm not finished with it yet, but you're talking about haunted places. And this is more of like, from what I have right now, I got about a third of it left, but it's, this, it's, a, it's a true crime author. It's a book written from the point of view of a true crime author who has already written a successful book about true crime, but then learning like it's critical of the genre of true crime because through his re- research, he learns the actual story about what like really happens where somebody vilifies somebody in a true crime story, but hmm. through his research, he's like, oh, actually, they weren't the villain. They were defending themselves. And now he's in the midst of living in the house where another true crime happened and trying to also put that story for it. It's difficult to explain. Okay. It's like a story within a story, but it's, and it's not spooky haunted as much as it is. Oh, we're all consuming all this true crime all the time and getting the media's version of what happened versus what actually may have just happened. And in this case, 1986 with some teenagers that were just goofing around. Wow. Okay. So, and what's the name of it again? So, Devil House. This is called D- Devil House. Okay. And again, I, there might be. I'm, uh, it's you know, it's a, it's a big boy. It's three hundred some odd pages. Mm-hmm. But then that's when you realize, like, oh, when you're enjoying a book, that's not an intimidation. This page count is not like if it's a good book, you're just like, oh yeah, I just cruise through seventy pages sitting here. Well, and the beauty of a book too. I mean, I guess. The same could apply to a show. Boogie Monster Book Club. But, uh, yeah, you can – you're not expected to sit down and finish a book in one setting. Like, you can space that out. I've I've read the same book for years, you know? (laughs) Just ship it (laughs) away. It's called the Bible. I'd like to tell you about it. (laughs) But, yeah. That's one you could just go back to and back to. But, no, I do get intimidated. It's like a recipe for your soul. (laughs) I get intimidated by big books, you know, with all the crazy words and stuff. (laughs) But uh, but then you have to remind yourself, like, oh, I'm all the you, crazy words. You and know, stuff. I, I could space this out. I don't have to get it all done tonight. <laughs> now, <laughs> that ain't homework, man. I'm a uh, grown up. I'm doing this for fun. That's right. I ain't got to fucking tell nobody. And, about and this. to look smart in the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did notice. I was, I was coming back from Dallas, Dallas to Portland. Book heavy flight. Mm. Or maybe it's like that weird thing of like I'm reading a book. I'm like. Look at all the smart people reading books. Huh? Yeah. I like, almost wanted to be like, reading a book, huh? Me too. Yeah. Look at these nerds watching TV on their phones. Get oh. your head out of your ass, losers. Read a book. I'd be that person <laughs> if I had better headphones. If, oh, I, if, I, if I decided to spring the eight bucks for the internet package, I'd be the same person. But I'm like, no, you bought this book. Read this book. Yep. That, that, honestly, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit, that's one of the f- only times I do read. I, I read on airplanes a lot, but like... And every time I'm doing it, I'm like, why don't I do this at home, you fucking idiot? Because when you're sitting at home, there's so many other distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a good scary book, when it's your imagination filling in the spaces, mm-hmm. creating the images that they're describing, oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
or just like or just like a podcast or something you know where it's like oh now it's up to me to put everything else together mm-hmm. and i can come up with some terrifying shit on my own well, that's what we're doing here we're leaving it up to the listener to do yeah. all the work but i was i was putting in like the I have like the better. This sounds like a promo now. Who knows? We might be, get paid by a better app to mm-hmm. for like Headspace or whatever. But I was using Better Sleep, and I was just putting on sound effects so I could read without listening to the other chatter on the airplane. Yeah, and that's that, cool. That submersed me even more. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, because you put on like rain or thunderstorm sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to listen to Good instrumental times. music a lot. Like if I'm writing or something, like lyrics and stuff will often distract me because i'm simple-minded but uh yeah i never thought about that like (laughs) other sound effects and stuff while you're reading that's cool yeah read it just to drown out the like the sounds that will take you out of it like i love eavesdropping or Mm -hmm. like there's a baby crying or something but this is just put me in the zone read for like four hours on the flight there you go good times buddy happy halloween happy halloween uh any everybody where you gonna be coming up Oh, it doesn't fucking stop. Yeah, November, December. What do you got? Kansas City Improv this weekend. Indianapolis Helium, November 17th to the 19th. Fort Wayne on the 20th. Dahlia Hall for Canaan's Giving on the 21st and 22nd. Nice. Bakersfield, December 1st. Cobbs Comedy Club in San Francisco, November or December 2nd and 3rd. And... I ain't doing shit. I'm going to be in Vegas, though. I'm doing Vegas, finally, everybody. Las Vegas. When's well, that? What, wise, guys, wise Guys Comedy Club, January 12th through the 15th. Ooh, I might I might come out and see you on that one. You want to do some jokes out in Vegas? Come out to any. any I've never played this one. I don't, I, don't know what their, I don't know what their setup is. If they do, like, showcase, like, the comedy seller mm-hmm. out there just has, like, three people doing 20. Yeah. Or, like, four people doing 20. Yeah, that's probably... This is not it. This is headlining. That's probably smart for Vegas. A lot of competition. I said yes to this. Apparently, this club, it's like not right on the strip. So Mm -hmm. people are going there, going there with purpose, not just like wandering off the casino floor. Like, I love laughter. Yeah. What's it? Hey, I'll I'll say this. I'll give this credit to Dallas. Like, I saw some some 10-gallon hats roll in. Nice. I saw a bachelorette party or two. Everybody was cool. Wow! I, if they if they didn't have fun, it wasn't. I uh, sorry, it wasn't made known to me. But it seemed like everybody in there was cool and having a good time, even if they were just wandering in to check out a show without hearing about something. Nice. Well, that's so. Good. Time for me to rethink my judgment. Yeah. Of seeing somebody in the audience and getting in my head about like, well, I better say something because there's a bachelorette party. It's like no, if they're not being if they're being cool. Couldn't leave them alone. There you go. Yeah. Let them have their fun. <clears throat> Just never seen somebody that well behaved wearing a <laughs> sash. <laughs> uh, December. I'm, I'm taking November off because, uh, you know. As you should. Two weeks in a row is a lot for me. Uh, but December, I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana. I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'll be in Bryan, Texas. I'll be in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Trinidad, Colorado. All those dates at dumbdavestone.com. We working, baby. Come see you boys. Uh, buddy, have a great Halloween. Uh, you, you home alone tonight? 
I am home alone tonight. Yeah. If you got you a are. movie recommendation, or you know what? I, I like going to the Reddit. People said nice thing about your special on the Reddit. I know I don't participate, but I read it. If you guys, uh, it's almost always positive vibes over there. Uh, we also have the Patreon that we answer questions. Um, but if you, hey, if, hey, Redditors, if you got some scary movie recommendations, even though it's this is coming out after Halloween, no, I'm eyeballing it. No, this is coming, this out, is coming out on Halloween? on Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. on Halloween. Halloween tonight. So yeah, you got time to get on there and give us some recs. That, just because tomorrow's November first doesn't mean it stops being scary. Exactly. That's right. And that would mean that yesterday is. St. Mop Pansy. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Dude. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Uh, you, you keep it between the ditches and uh, spook yourself out tonight. Eat some candy. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to get into it tonight. I might even dress up. We'll see. Just sit in my apartment yeah, man. in a costume. Yeah. What, what, what are you giving out? Just uh, just uh, big tongs full of brisket? Uh, no, I think I'm doing little chili cups and maybe sausage links. <laughs> And cornbread. <laughs> Dave gives out hot food on Halloween. Savory it's Halloween. Strange. Yeah, savory Halloween. <laughs> Swing on by. Taste of Halloween over by the Stone <laughs> Residence. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, man. Be good. <laughs> The Boogie Monster. <laughs> the Ripper, Jack the Ripper. There's a man walk the streets of London late at night. The Ripper, Jack the Ripper. With a little black bag that's oh so tight. The Ripper, Jack the Ripper. He's got a big black cloak hanging down his back. The one bear cat I just hate to fight The Ripper, Jack the Ripper Well, he walks down the street Every girl he meets Says your name is Blight A podcast network